0: y'all and welcome to the Get My Life tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I am so hyped that you are here center stage with me. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Get My Life Tour. My goodness, admission is free. You decided to show up. We are going to practice being vulnerable, transparent. This is a how-through lifestyle podcast. So yes, we are getting our lives. But it is also important to note that how we live our lives is our business. So you know what I'm saying? It's time to boss up. If you tuned in however many times Thank you for tuning in again I do not take you tuning in lightly So I'm hype I'm here in sunny California The sun is shining It has been a good weekend y'all I have been skating my life away or let me say I've been living it up honestly I love roller skating Fun fact This weekend while I was in the crowd Of I don't know A hundred and some odd people I was going backwards with the OGs and my wheel fell off. I was like, oh, okay. I felt it coming because I had been doing all kinds of turns and dips and trying to kick and this, that, and the third. And my skates were like, girl, we out. And literally my wheel rolled away. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I hope that you are doing more of what you love. We're going to have to have some um, check-ins starting pretty soon because I need to know what it is that you are doing more of and how you are getting through, right? This is a how through lifestyle podcast. One of the ways, honestly, that I've been getting through is by roller skating with my sister and community with other people in Oakland. We are always at Mosswood Park where it is lit. So shout outs to the incredible Skate and Chill team um, who hosts that community event. And it's so fun. It's so diverse. It's a dope situation. But of course, this stop on the tour is not about skating. But I had to let you know how I have been getting through. And I think it's important for us to have a check in, right? Um, so go ahead and hit me up and let me know um, how you've been getting through during this time. Okay, so y'all, I am, I'm hype. I really am. I'm trying to control my breaths, make sure that I'm inflecting and that I'm pacing myself as I speak because I really feel like I need to leave it all on the stage today. Like this stop on the tour is definitely um, going to be therapeutic for me. I feel it already. Um, And it's because I'm really Excited about what I'm about to share. It's not an announcement, um, but it's a realization that I came to actually this weekend. And, you know, it's so interesting because professionally, I'm a journalist. I'm a storyteller. I get to write and speak and interview, speak to, excuse me, and interview incredible people. But I like to turn that off. And what I've noticed is that people come to me with an expectation, often a need, and not to commune or find ways to build with me around my mission, which is to build community through storytelling, right? And that's heavily ingrained in the Get My Life Tour as well. But let me get to my realization. What I realized is that People who have hmm, enough or either satisfied with enough or are doing well for themselves won't ask you for anything. Okay, so how can I say this in another way? In short, everybody is not the plug, okay? And the plug, Typically won't ask you for nothing. All right. I just had to bring it there because I am tired of being asked for things. And I I remember um, speaking about this on Instagram live, but I also think I mentioned it here on tour when I talked about shut your ass up. And people are like, Lydia, are you cursing at us? Oh my goodness, like clutching their pearls, okay, in your collars. And I'm like, no, I said, shut your ass up, right? But if you hear it differently, it's probably because it applies. But (laughs) in all seriousness, I think that we are in a very interesting time, pandemic aside, right, when people seem like they have it all or, They are so well connected or you see them living their best life. And although you may be connected to them, there is literally nothing that you can build with them. And there's nothing that they can do for you, but they may see you as essential. That has been my experience, right? And I want to be mindful as possible as I'm sharing this because I am not, you know what I'm saying, walking around with a torch in my back pocket, burning bridges. But at the same time, I think it's important because a lot of people see me and I think people get wind of who it is that I may be connected to or see certain people commenting or see me engaging um, with, you know, different people online, mostly social media, right? That's what the public can see. And I think some people get it twisted, right? But I like to keep things hmm, personal. I like to keep things relatable, accessible, and... I also am very mindful, right, of what I share. But I I think it's pressing on me because someone needs to hear this, right? I don't know if you are the person who people are often reaching out to, but it's time for you to set some boundaries. You know, I always talk about this healthy no. And while it's hard to say no to people who may seem like they have it all or are established or are some kind of connection for you. It is important for there to be reciprocity within relationships, right? I also believe that it's important to protect yourself and to guard your heart, guard your mind, your spirit. I don't know how close you're getting to people with social distancing, but your body as well. Right. But your mind, your body, your spirit, all of these things are connected. Right. So it's important to gate, excuse me, to guard those things. And so as much as we want to be in good standing, With people, what I will say is it is necessary to unlearn people pleasing as you are in relationship with others and as people come to you asking you for whatever it is they need. Okay. Now, I know I just said a lot, (laughs) but I was trying to be very mindful, right? And Be careful as well, right? Because I do care. So being careful, right? Not cautious, but careful is, is very important to me. A lot of people come to me. They're pitching. They want to make, they want me to make introductions. Um, they're asking me questions, insights, all of these things. And I appreciate being the plug. One of the things that I know to be true for sure, though, is that I cannot always be connected. I can't. It's depleting. And when energy is being transferred and a lot of it, mm, Oh, I guess like when you transmute it, it's like not doing anything for you, you got to like let it go. But that's very exhausting, Right. You know, I'm over here looking at the walls, looking for an outlet, and thank God my living corners does not look like this, but there are spaces that I've been to, and you know what? Maybe my Harlem apartment, honestly, because it's a little worn, right? Um, It's like pre-war, I love it to life, but there is an outlet in my unit that is a bit worn and I had to change the casing. I didn't realize that I could do it, right? I thought it was a maintenance call and something that would cost a lot of money and I wanted to be careful so I didn't electrocute myself, right? But I was looking at the wall and I was looking at the the source, the outlet, and I realized how worn it was. Oh, okay, here's a war a word. It is up to us to make sure that we are not mm, exhausting the source. Right? So aesthetically, that means get a new cover. I think from a care standpoint, being mindful of what we put into the outlet, right? Um, And then there's also that piece about, I guess just like maintenance, right? Making sure that everything is good, right? I think when the lights are on and no one's in the room, but turn the light off, that's me all day. If you come to my house, turn the light off if you are not in the room. Oh, I cannot stand a light that is on if someone's not in the room. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's like, I don't even know if it's like the ancestors in me, like the old lady in me. I have no idea. It's also probably like the financial lady as well. Cause I'm like, I pay these bills and then I don't need kind of it down my back because you left the light on. Um, But I say that to say just as mindful as we can be of leaving the light on because we don't want to pay a high energy bill. We need to be just as mindful To not leave power sources, right? Us being those power sources, right? We are light. We are energy um, on when in relationship with other people. Some people want you to be on all the time. That is exhausting. I don't like to be on. If I hit you up and I'm hitting you up to hit you up, I'm hitting you up to just hit you up. I'm not asking you for anything. I want to know how you're doing, not what you're doing. And at times people don't know how to turn themselves off. So there is a little managing you have to do there. But I think it's important to identify those people who you can just be you with. Those people who don't need anything from you. And People will begin to reveal themselves. I was having this conversation with my sister earlier when we were walking the dog. And I was like, you know what? I just realized that people who are like where they need to be, be it spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, Whatever the case is, they don't need anything from you, right? And they know how to show up for you. There are certain ways they will ask questions. They'll listen actively and be prompted because of how they are connected to you to either do for you um, or know not to ask you for something, right? And that to me is like what helps me Remember that everybody is not the plug. I think so many people want to be the plug nowadays. It's so cool to be the plug on social media and be this and be that for everybody. But look, there are really some people who cannot do anything for you. And I've begun to have, I've begun, I've begun, I've begun, I've begun. Yes, okay. Mm, Look at me editing myself in real time. (laughs) I've begun to have these conversations with people who I'm in relationship with, right? And it's not about, Them needing something from me necessarily, but I've been communicating what I need, right? So that's the other part of this conversation learning how to Communicate in a way that allows others to really Understand and comprehend where it is that you are What it is that you need what you don't like what you do not appreciate so on and so forth, right? but also about how we are in relationship. We have to be okay with having these kinds of honest conversations that move us forward in relationship with one another and in community. There are just certain conversations we are not having. And I think that if we really sat down and reevaluated the depth of our relationships based on conversations in why people reach out to us, right? And all these other things, I feel like it would be obvious like who we would need to like cut off or reposition and who we could really move forward and do great things and just life together with, right? So I really hope that is helpful, right? Oh my goodness, of course, I've been reading a ton about setting boundaries. So in true millennial form, I went to the internet, okay, FGI, Google it, and some things came up, 10 ways actually came up immediately. And the first one, which I really appreciated, is name your limits, It says you can't set good boundaries if you're unsure of where you stand. Look, as a former people pleaser, I have had to say what it is that I will stand for, what it is that I'm interested in, things that I'm not interested in, very plainly to people. And people are like, whoa, okay, well, that was very direct. And it has to be. Sometimes... Well, let me say this. I remember sugarcoating things for people and I will never forget. I believe it was a, I said, I would never forget. And I said, I believe it was right. <laughs> but I made it a point to not forget the line, but I believe it was from an episode of the Simpsons. And someone told, uh, one character told another character, don't spit on my cupcake and tell me it's icing. And I was like, oh, how many of us spit on our own cupcakes, right? And convince ourselves that it's icing um, because we're doing things um, to make them look good, to make people feel better, to have something to present to others. And we really don't like it, right? Because mm, we aren't naming our limits. We aren't um, setting healthy boundaries and being honest about our no's and our yeses. Um, The second point, tune into your feelings. Number three, be direct. Number four, give yourself permission. Number five, practice self-awareness. I'm going to just stop there, right? And this is from psychcentral.com. But to me, all of these things resonate. You have to give yourself permission permission being self-aware is underrated okay people don't know nothing I don't know or I I didn't realize eh, oh my goodness please be self-aware if you ain't gonna be nothing else be self-aware I think it'll help you be more honest more clear present all of the above okay and like I said being direct definitely is helpful and being mindful of how you showing up for other people makes you feel take inventory of who is showing up for you right who is asking you for something and what it is that they've been able to deliver regardless if you've asked them for something or you've been in relationship with them long enough and hopefully deeply enough for them to be able to anticipate your needs oh that's the point right there look I want to be in relationship with people when they're able to anticipate my needs. You know, we interview for jobs and all these different positions for different teams, whether we're freelancing nine to five, pitching a project, request for whatever, RPFs, RFPs, OP, all of that, all right? And one of the biggest things that those who are seeking often promote is that they are looking for someone who is able to anticipate a need. Those are the kinds of relationships I want to be in. Not because I'm needy, but because that's what I want, okay? Plain and simple. Be able to know me well enough to be able to anticipate a need. And you know what I can honestly say that I am in relationship with some people that way. And that's how I'm able to show up for a lot of people. But it's something that I yearn for more of. And so I'm going to challenge myself to anticipate, you know, needs of those who I'm very close with, but also have that conversation with people too. I, uh I really have a problem When people ask me, let me know if you need anything. What can I help you with? I think that is one of the most annoying questions on earth. Circumstantially, of course, right? But to me, it really is. If I've had a full-blown conversation with you about what it is that I'm setting out to do, what kind of support I need, what I need in general, and what I'm already doing, you follow everything I do. We speak, oh no, eh, enough, right? And, you, and you're you telling me, let me know what you need. How can I help you? Uh, like what's going on, right? I don't want to be that annoying or unavailable or absent-minded or disregarding in relationship to anyone. And it is my hope, right? That someone would call me in and not out on that as well, but I think it's uh, so many of us have to get better at it, right? I'm trying to think of little things right now where I may have not shown up for someone or have been able to anticipate a need, but I'm not pointing the finger right or placing blame, but I think it's an important conversation to have because it's not enough to be in relationship with people loosely. If the last year in some odd months Hasn't taught us that, then it's just like what, right? I think there's a different value placed on relationships more than ever. I ended up having this conversation while skating <laughs> on Friday um, about the things that we realize we need, and so and now knowing that I need people to be able to anticipate my needs. It's something that I want to communicate more. And I also want to be who it is that I say I need for other people as well. You know, I really hope that this has been helpful. And lastly, what I'd like to end on with is with like a couple of ways, right? To ask for help. Because here's the thing, I don't want to come off like I'm just blowing off steam and and I'm so great and everybody needs me. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm lit. this, you know, we know to be true, but in all seriousness, well, I was serious about that too, honestly, but you know what I'm saying? But really, um, to bring it home, as much as... We dread being exhausted and depleted by the request of others. We have to find ways to be honest about what it is that we need, right? And so being able to ask for help is just as important as being able to set boundaries and say no. So I also looked up some ways to ask for help and Lord knows that I need them because I can tell people what I need, but asking for help is another thing. And I'm not too proud, right, to ask, to beg, yes, but to ask, absolutely not. So I wanted to look up some things. And so this is what I found. And this is from Psychology Today. This is an an article by Alex Boyce, Ph.D., Right, and so it's seven effective ways to ask for help and get it, right? Number one, make it clear that you already tried to help yourself, ooh. You know, it's no, it's not in the Bible, but people to tell you, you know, the Lord don't help nobody who he ain't going to help themselves. I'm like, huh, is that how it works? Right? But I do think that people appreciate knowing that you've made an attempt um, to execute or accomplish whatever it is that you are setting out to do. The second point that she listed is demonstrate that you've acted on the person's advice previously. Hello, healthy, reciprocal relationship. Okay. Some people have their handout and you give them something and they aren't able to flip it. And I know everybody doesn't have that kind of mindset, but if you are able to apply what someone has shared with you previously, I think it's worth mentioning now that you are back. You know, the third point is consider the timing of your request. You know what? Why didn't I think of this? Okay, because some people don't realize how inconvenient what it is that they are asking for can be. You know, I remember having a very intimate conversation with someone and she was sharing a story of someone she was in relationship with and how they were going through it, going through it, going through it, and going through it. And so everyone kept saying to this person, let me know what you need. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Or, hey, like, do you need or... uh, 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 Right? And while this example comes from an endearing place, the lesson was that sometimes people don't have the capacity to tell you what they need, right? Um, Also, that request of... Making yourself available based on someone else's need is just bad timing. I hope this is making sense, right? But to stick to this article, consider the timing of your request. You may not know what someone else is going through, essentially, right? So just kind of fill it out. Another way to ask for help, use the foot in the door or the door in the face. I don't like that. Okay, I'll go with the fifth one, though. Don't make someone guess what you need. Oh, I get told this all the time. How was I supposed to know? What, did you say anything? And at times I can speak anecdotally. I'll admit that. I honestly will. Uh, It's because I enjoy words and this and that. And I'm like, well, cut the fluff. You know what I'm saying? So don't make anyone guess. If this is something you need, let them know. Make it very plain. You know, I need a few hundred dollars uh, to get by. And what you really need is like $3,000. But you'll just take whatever you can get. Ask for the $3,000. You just might get it. Okay? Just don't ask me because I ain't giving it to you. Okay, number six. Make your requests using multiple channels. Hmm. Live chat. Secure messaging. Face-to-face appointment. Okay, we're going to just take this and say, be persistent. Okay. And then the last point, which I really appreciate is give help. If you offer or give help more than you ask for it, it becomes easier to ask. You know, I really appreciate that. But as much as I give, I have found it difficult for me to still ask for certain things. But I really hope that is helpful f- for you. Um It is helpful. And... The title of this article again is Seven Effective Ways to Ask for Help and Get It by Alice Boys on Psychology Today. Look, we've talked about setting boundaries and asking for help and a few other things. And I really hope that you have been able to sit with this and be like, hmm, okay, make that list of people who come to you frequently and what it is that you're giving away and then take inventory of what you've been able to receive. I think that'll be helpful. Set those boundaries. Realize that you always do not have to be on. Know that everyone is not the plug. You may just have to tell somebody, shut your ass up, okay? Or find a more gentle way. To share with them as well. I appreciate the snarkiness, but you know, different strokes, different folks. All right, so I was thinking about my mic drop moment, and honestly, it's nothing profound, but I'll still share it anyways because it's time for me to drop the mic, and it is let your requests be known. There's probably people who are so used to you not asking for things or making your requests. Known that they assume that you have everything that you need. I too have been that person and I don't like being in that position because I'm not a prideful person. I don't stunt and I'm not faking it until I make it. I am, you know, on my way and I'm okay with that. But let your requests be known. No one knows you how you desire to be known. I think that's fair to say. And the reason why I'm saying that is because sometimes we don't even know. But if you let your requests be known, I believe there'll be people along your journey who are willing to partner with you who will reposition themselves and kind of fall back when they realize they can't be who you need circumstantially or what you need or the plug to get you connected to what it is that you need so let your request be known look I get hype and excited and all these great things every time I get to take center stage with you. It is mind blowing to know that there are people tuning in from over 79 countries and they get my life tours available on 12 listening platforms. iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, a number of... That I can't remember right now. Amazon podcasts, right? Um, those of you who log on to the getmylifetour.com, thank you for tuning in. Those who see posts on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I appreciate the support. And if you'd like to stay connected and this is your first time here, be sure to visit the website, the com. Follow the Get My Life Tour on Facebook and Instagram at Get my Life Tour on Twitter. Subscribe for the newsletter that is going to be launching very soon. And if you'd like to stay in touch with me and follow my work journalistically or just my lifestyle content, be sure to do so at Lydia T. Blanco. Or visit LydiaTBlanco.com. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening with your hearts. Thank you for showing up, for taking center stage. And continue to root for yourself. Continue to do the work. And let your requests be known. Look, this has been good. And I hope that you've gotten what you need. Until the next stop, I will see you right back here on tour. Peace. Mm-hmm.